Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Think Your Way to an Epic Life. And today I brought a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a couple years, and she is one of the most powerful women that you will ever meet. This woman owns seven different businesses. Uh, she has two kids, a happy husband, and she does something that I envy. She's able to truly give love to those who are in their last days. She owns a hospice care place. So <clears throat> we've got all kinds of fun things to talk to her about. Jennifer, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. That was very sweet. So well, thank you, you for you're, you're awesome. doing that wonderful introduction. I love it. Oh, well, good. I'm glad yeah. you're happy with it. Yeah. So let's start kind of, we're going to go into all of your amazingness, but let's start with what created you. Where were you born? I was born here in Albuquerque. Really? Okay. Born and raised. And I hate to say it, I do not know any Spanish. <laughs> Oh, me neither. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. Muy poquito. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you were born and raised here and you went to school here? I went to school here. Yep. Okay. And Graduated from Manzano High School. Okay. Met my husband at McDonald's um, when I was in high school. He's from Highland High School and we met at McDonald's and fell in love uh, 45 years ago. What? 40, 44 years ago. I was 16. Wow. Yeah, 16. And okay, so this was not about marriage, but how are you happily married after all those years? Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you a secret that I learned from somebody, okay? So somebody told me that they were having trouble in their marriage, and they went to counseling. And in the counseling, they met couples that had been married at different stages for length of time, right? And different stages in their life. And they met this older couple that had been together for almost 80 years, and they were like 90-something years old. And the gentleman said, the secret to a happy marriage is that you know you're going to fall in and out of love with somebody throughout that length of time, and you have to figure out how to fall back in love with that person when you're not in love with them at that moment. Wow. And that it's not always a greener on the other side, so work out what you can with your husband at that moment. So that's what I bring into my relationship. It's not always roses, right? You always have trouble. You may not like him at the moment, but how do you fall back in love with that person? And so I take that to my marriage every day. So what is a hint for somebody who's been married 25 years? How do you fall back in love? Sometimes it's difficult. But <laughs> So <laughs> last night, my husband and I got old 80s music, and we danced in the bedroom for a half hour and then went swimming afterwards. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, we just danced and had fun and listened to fun music and and enjoyed it and then laughed a little bit at the time and then went and got in the pool and cooled off and swam and then climbed into bed and went to bed. <laughs> so, you treat each other like friends. We do. A lot of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Very yeah. cool. Okay. So, you went to high school here. Did you go to college here? I did not. I went to Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana. Okay. Got my nursing degree. So my husband and I traveled, though, before I went to school. We traveled around the world. We lived in Alaska for a while, and he was a, he's a pharmacist. He graduated from UNM, and he's a pharmacist, and we went to Alaska where he got his first job, and then we took off and traveled around the world for a year. And when we came back, I, he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I need to go to nursing school. So we went to Bozeman, Montana, and just kind of... Went to school. It was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. Oh my goodness! Okay, I was young. So you can no do anything regrets. when you're no regrets. You can do anything when you're young, right? Would you recommend people who don't have kids to go do that? 
Yes. Travel? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. When you're younger. Yes. As I get older, it's harder. Right. Yeah, it's harder. I want my comforts. I want my bed. <laughs> I want my pillow. I want my shower. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we do get set a little yeah. bit in our ways. Yeah. But you are probably one of the most uncomfortable people I know. I mean, how do you have seven businesses and say that you're into comfort? <laughs> I, I'm learning self-care. It's hard. Okay. I really am. I'm having to learn self-care. Oh, Massages good. twice a week, getting my feet done once a month, you know, do what I can to have some self-care. Okay. And yeah. so this is something that's new for you. This is new. Yeah. So what made you decide I need some self-care? I think it's because I get too stressed out and my husband's like, what is wrong with you? You're not sleeping. You're stressed all the time. You can't have a conversation with me at the moment. And I'm like, I need to sit back and relax. What do I need to do? So it's only been in the last maybe four months or so that I've really had to figure out how to do that. Okay. Plus, I've also had to give up some responsibility at my job. I can't do everything and do it all because I'm not going to be proficient at it if I try to have control over everything. So I have to give up some control. Wow. I, wow. I don't want to. I have that I have on to. film. <laughs> I know. Ask some of my staff what they think. <laughs> did, did, did she really give up control, guys? You can call me. Yeah. <laughs> but it right. is true. Without leverage, you can only do what you can do in the hours that you're awake. Exactly. So you have to be able to trust, pass exactly. on, all that exactly. good stuff. All right. So you went to school in Montana. You got your nursing degree. Now what's next? What's next is we moved to, that's when we traveled, though, right after I got my nursing degree. Or, I, well, no, actually, no. We moved, we stayed in Montana for a while, and I started a company in Montana. And I had a travel nurse company in Montana. And um, I had my children, and I was able to live out in the middle of nowhere on this great property in Montana, have two kids, and run my company from my home. Wow. That was before Zoom or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I yeah. see. So you're kind of a pioneer. I don't know. I used to have one of those old phones that were really big. Yeah. And I'd be driving around Montana with my big phone. <laughs> <laughs> Two kids in the back screaming their head off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So there's no excuses for somebody to say, well, I've got kids and I've got this, I've got that. I couldn't possibly own a business. No, you can do it. It takes some work, but you can do it. I met... I met Moms who are going to nursing school, which is harder to me than running a business, going to nursing school with little ones, and they were successful. You can do it. You just have to have the gumption mm-hmm. and the manpower and the you know, will to do it. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So now we are we, – I never really got the whole amount. You, you traveled before nursing school or right Sorry, after? Sorry, I traveled um, – I traveled before nursing school. Then I had nursing school. And then I started my company, and then I had my kids. Okay. And then we moved to New Mexico, back home. All right. And that's when uh, I kept running my company, and then my son got sick, my son Sage. He got sick. So I ended up having to take care of him, and I spent a few years learning how to take care of him. I had to learn how the healthcare system works outside of working in the hospital settings that I was used to, how to do more community health type of stuff, what resources were out there, and that's when I started Roadrunner Healthcare. So Roadrunner Healthcare has been in business for how long now? Since 2013. Since 2013. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, it's your 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, 
My mother-in-law was your very first hospice patient. She was one of my very first. Oh, yes. she, okay, she wasn't the first one. Okay. I think I had I think I had two before her, but she was pretty close to that. Okay. She was a gem. Oh my god. I loved her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you did. You loved her incredibly well, which is why you're on this podcast because guys, if you have someone who is facing the end of life and they need hospice care, there is no one, there's no company. I don't know of the other companies. I'm not trying to put them down, but I'm telling you there's no one that's going to love them the way that Jennifer and her team did. We do. We do. We're nurse-run company, nurse-owned company. We focus on patient care, and that's our goal. Yeah, and, and guys, they do a phenomenal, unbelievable job. Absolutely become part of your family. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, in, in every way. It, it's 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 uh, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Okay, so yeah. you started it in 2013, mm -hmm. and 10 years later, what is the difference? How does it look now compared to when you first were a baby? So when I was a baby, I started out with just giving people knowledge about healthcare. I never, I didn't take any money. I didn't do anything. I just did it because I wanted to, right? And then people started asking me for more services. Can you help my mom with this? Can you help me with this? And then it turned into um, hospice patients. Can you take care of my mother while she's on hospice? Can you take care of this person while they were on hospice? And I would go in and take care of them. And I'm like, I can do hospice. This is wonderful. I don't want to just take care of them as a caregiver side of it. I want to take care of them fully. I want to give them the full spectrum of what hospice is and how they, how they can have the best care. So I started my hospice agency, and it took about three years to get it running because you have to go through Medicare, you have to go through all the laws, all the legal stuff, so it takes a long time. So 2018 was when I finally got approval for my hospice, and I was able to start taking patients on. Okay, so what percent of your patients now are hospice versus regular home health care? So currently we have almost 200 patients on hospice. I, my mother-in-law, one of her favorite things I think she ever did was when she came and fired me because you guys took over. Because mm -hmm. she hated having to have a family member do those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and some people are very proud like that. They and are. so she was just so proudly came and said, you're fired. And just yeah, the I biggest can, smile. I can see that. Yeah. Her hair's done up. She's got her beautiful outfit on. <laughs> I can see that. Perfect. Yes. Everything perfect. was always perfect. And so yes. keeping, up an appear keeping up appearances was incredibly mm -hmm. important to her. And she couldn't keep up appearances with me because I was helping her. And then when mm -hmm. you guys came in, it was just like, and, and she even brought donuts. She would bring donuts and, and just, ah, oh, it was. Oh, my gosh. But poor thing. She wanted me to do her hair. I don't do hair. I don't know how to do hair. And I had to, she taught me how to curl her hair and fix it. And sometimes she would go. Oh, just forget it. Let's just leave it the way it is. I'm like, I am so sorry. I've tried so hard to fix your hair. But you know what? I would I would continue to do that to this day oh, for any yeah. of my patients. Fix their hair and mm -hmm. because that's what is important to her. So sure. yeah. Well, she was a hairdresser all of her life. So yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was very important. Oh, gosh. Okay. So you're, if, if someone now is, they don't know whether their family member would qualify for hospice, how, mm -hmm. what do they do? They will reach out to us, to Roadrunner Healthcare, and we have a full team that will come out and meet with them and talk to them about the options that they have. So we have a gentleman called Jamel Ellison. He is our what we call our bridge director, and he will go into a home, and he will meet with the family and say, okay, you can do hospice or home health or caregiving. 
If we can't help you, here are your resources. Let me get you into an assisted living facility. Let me help you with this. Let me help you with that. And we cover the spectrum across the board on care for them. Okay. And if we can't do it, we're not going to sit here and try to figure out how to do it. We're going to send you to someone who can take care, give them the best care. And that's what we do. And, and that's who they are, guys. So, so don't even hesitate. That's so cool that there's a one-stop shop with Correct. people that you can trust. Mm-hmm. All-inclusive. We call it all-inclusive care. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that is your main stay business. Hospice. Hospice is the main stay. Hospice is our main one. Mm-hmm. We now yeah. have home health. Okay. So we can do physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, skilled nursing, wound care, that kind of thing. And we have caregivers that can do up to 24-hour care in a home to take care of our patients. Wow. 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 You have grown a lot. Yes. And we have a physician service that now can send physicians into facilities and they can help take care of patients in their home. Into their home or a facility? Both. Either way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're like concierge doctor. That's what we're trying to help. Yeah. Wow. We, I, from New Mexico, one of my business partners, Catherine Sharp, is from northern New Mexico. And our goal is to, ver- to help our New Mexicans get the best care possible. And we need it. Mm-hmm. We, we need, do need it. it. Yes, health health care is needed good good health care is is uh yeah thank you for what you're doing thank you for what you're doing because it just takes one person to step up just a little bit more to make everybody else around go well maybe i should Mm -hmm. step up just a little bit and give a little (laughs) bit more care so if if that happens everybody wins correct and then we do have the we have this great staff we have a beautiful staff and one of our employees always says you have to um you have to be picked to be into our group because we, you know, we choose the best of the best, and we have the best of the best. Our staff is best. There's no question. I, you know, you become like the five people you spend the most time with, and if somebody's hanging out with you, they're they're going to be elevated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you <clears throat> you also your son Sage, yes, has a has a has a nonprofit. Now that's not an easy thing to start. Can you walk us through that? Yes. So my son Sage at four had brain cancer. And he has some learning disabilities, but he's here with us today. And he works for my hospice and home health agencies. He plans our parties. He buys people their gifts. He decorates our office. And everybody loves him. So he has a lot of purpose at our office. And he wanted to give our patients a wish before they pass. So we started Sage's Wishes. And we actually have our first wish coming up in um, November 18th. For a patient of ours who um, I'm going to cry if I even start talking about her, but she's the most beautiful person on the planet that I've ever met. She has ALS. She cannot move anything on her body except for her mouth, and she paints these amazing pictures with her mouth. And her wish is to have an art show before she passes. And so we are going to have the best art show that New Mexico's had in a long time for her. So, yeah. Very cool. What an incredible heart he has. How old is he now? He's 21 now. Mm-hmm. He's 21, and he has his own nonprofit, Sage's Wishes. Mm-hmm. And wow. Oh, my gosh. How and excited it, is it, she about this? She, this lady's wonderful. She's so excited. We call. I, um, she emails me every day, or she sends me messages every day. We talk about what we're going to do. I've, see, I've visited with her a few times. I've even purchased one of her paintings. Some of our staff has purchased some of her paintings and um, we have a video of her and what she does and kind of a 
how long it takes her to go through a process of a painting. And so, gosh, okay. amazing. And she's the most positive person on the planet. <laughs> she sends me these wonderful messages and how great life is. And I told her, I have nothing to complain about. When I'm sitting with you, I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It is stunning. Um, I have a friend who's a quadriplegic. And for about three years now, we reconnected. We were high school buddies. And we reconnected. And for about three years now, almost every single morning of my life, seven days a week, I get an encouraging text from him. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. And I I was with her on Friday. And I was sitting with her. And um, I'm just going to give her first name. Carla is her first name. And I was like, Carla, I don't have anything to complain about. And she goes, you can complain, but not for very long. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> it's good. You get a pity party, but it's only five minutes. Uh-huh, yes. And good. then you not have to move long. on. Then you move on, yeah. That's really good advice. Yes, it is good advice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so Sage's Wishes, Roadrunner, what else do you have going on? <laughs> So um, we have a, we're trying to get our medical spa set up. So we're, um, my friend Catherine Sharp uh, is starting Goddess Labs. Is Goddess? Goddess Labs. Mm -hmm. Labs, okay. Mm -hmm. And we're doing all of our training right now. So we currently do a little Botox. We currently do a little filler. We do some radio frequency and body sculpting. And we're going to start getting into the weight loss programs. So the Ozempic and the and the following the diets and all of that kind of stuff. So, okay, mm-hmm. my goodness, what? That, wow, is there anything else? Are there any other businesses? No, that'll be, that's good. No, <laughs> that should keep you going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So with all that, it sure makes sense why you said you're having self care, you're a lack of self care, and how cool of it that your husband John said, "Hey, hey, something's hello. wrong with you. You're not noticing." What is that about us that we don't notice us at all? We put us as women to the side, and we don't notice when we're off of the edge, and we need somebody to pull us back. So my husband asked me that. Like, you know, why are you, you, you don't need to do all of this. You don't need to be and say yes to everything. And I told him, I feel guilty. I feel guilty if I feel like I'm not contributing to help other people that's why i became a nurse right us nurses want to help others and we don't look at ourselves but then he's like you don't feel guilty you don't have to feel guilty quit feeling guilty and i'm like i feel guilty if my kids you know are unhappy i feel guilty if this is and he's like oh my god stop so i'm trying to figure out how not to feel guilty yeah it's just who i am because i feel like i gotta make everybody happy do you think you do? Probably not half the time. Really? Because I think you do. Do you? Yes, ma'am. I don't, I don't look at myself that way, right? I look at myself as um, I'm here to make sure my kids are good, make sure my family is good, right? Make sure people are taken care of and do what I can there. But I'm missing out on a lot, I could tell. I'm not, I don't pay attention to the things around me sometimes. I don't pay attention to names of people a lot of times. Like, I miss out on a lot. And I feel like sometimes I really have to pull myself out of whatever I'm doing and not feel guilty or not focused on something too much and start figuring out what's around me, open my eyes a little more. 
that's pretty deep. <laughs> well, and I have to say, again, my business partner, Catherine, she sees more than I do. She sees it. She remembers people's names. She asks me questions like, oh, what are you doing? Do you remember this happening? I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember. Am I just getting old because I'm in my late 50s? Am I getting old and I'm not remembering? Of course, my kids think I might have dementia sometimes, but um, or am I just not paying attention because I'm so stressed out or focused on everything else of helping others? You know, I, my husband calls it beholding. And, and I really think it is being where you are right now. Because most of the time, we're really not here. We're, we're, we're at work, or we're with our family, or we're, like, thinking about the rattlesnake or what, you know? Correct, correct. And it, I really feel like if we, if you could, if you could, if I could, if we could, people like us that are super driven could just behold. I love that word that he says, just behold, and just stop and, and look at a plant or an animal or a child or, you know? Right. And right. just really be there in that moment fully and don't be thinking about what else somebody else might exactly. need. Exactly. How do you do that, though? You know, really, you want to know? It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, Mel Robbins wrote a book, and it's called The Five-Second Rule. And she figured it out by accident, literally by accident. Her life was a shambles. Everything was falling apart. Um, and she, wasn't, she was hitting the snooze alarm. Every morning, she was just like, oh, just a few more minutes, and then, oh, just a few more. And things were falling apart. She's watching TV, having a Manhattan one night, which is, of course, what you should do when things are falling apart. And she saw a commercial, and a rocket was taking off. And when the rocket took off, she said, that's it right there, Mel Robbins. Tomorrow morning, as soon as that alarm goes off, you're going to 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and you're going to rocket yourself out of bed. So the next morning, she actually did it. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm standing up. It worked. She didn't know why it worked, but she knew it did work. So the five-second rule is she wrote a whole book about it. It's fascinating. Huh, you you take yourself from your, your monkey brain into your logical brain. Right. And right. then you can think. You know, five, four, three, two, one. And then for me, I always say an affirmation. And so when you have a disempowering thought, which any time, would you ever choose that thought? No. No, you, I you, want to, you'd huh? never choose to think bad things about yourself or right. be fearful or anything like that. So my hypothesis is it's not your thought. It's an intruder. And you don't have to entertain it. You know, five, four, three, two, one. Get out. Get it out of there. That's a good idea because I hold it in there. Yeah. And I circle it through a lot and I think about it a lot. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard somewhere it was said, talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that one saying has changed my life because when you realize that there's something or someone else putting thoughts in your head that you would never choose. Right. If, right. if I was bugging you like that, like, hey, 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 how quick would you get me out of your world? Correct, correct. Immediately, yeah. like, you're out, right? right? But we let it go on. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I need to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to do it. All right. So, with all of that stuff going on, what are your priorities? Like, like in a day, when you wake up, when you wake up, what do you do in the morning? What is your, what is your, what do you do? Your routine, I guess. <laughs> Depends on the day, right? Right. Um, sometimes I just want to lay in bed and eat cheese puffs all day, but, you know, that doesn't, that's, I can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I have to get up, I'm work focused. So I do have to get up in the morning and I have to get to work. My focus, I want my focus to be where I work only so many hours a day. And I have my kids with me, my kids work with me. And so Sage wants to go to the store. Let's go to the store. My son Colt is there. Let me take him to lunch. I want to be able to do that with my kids, right? Because 
they're 20 and 21, and they're going to be, you know, married or doing their own thing, and I want my kids with me. That to me is very important. And then I'm really trying hard to, like my husband and I are saying, let's go out to dinner, let's go do this. So he's getting us more involved with that. So he's starting to prepare more, to push me more in that direction, which is good. So, and then my other goal is I really, when I wake up, sometimes I think about, I just need a break and I want to go somewhere. So now I want to go on a little trip. Do I just go to Santa Fe this weekend? Do I go down to Las Cruces for a day? You know, what do I need to do? And so those are my focuses now when I get up. Those are pretty good focuses. So family? Family, of course. Children, family, yes. And then business. That's what I want it to be. That's what you, yeah. Business Our, is always first when I wake up, then family. And I don't want it to be that way. Right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I yeah. mean, like exactly there with you. And it's not the way it's supposed to be. Not the way it's supposed to be. It is not. And, no. and you know, the truth is, I, I think it was Darren Hardy that said, think about your funeral and think about who all is going to be there. And then think about who's going to care enough to go to the graveside and actually, you know, see you interned. And then, and who really cried? And then who do you really spend all your time with? Mm-hmm. All the people who are in the back and there's just, you know, they're, they're, it's the people on the front that we, yeah, I'm right there with you. All right. So we mm-hmm. have a challenge. Maybe we can keep each other accountable. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. All yeah. Right. yeah. Thank you. So do you have any books or podcasts or recommendations or anything for people to get from where they are to where they want to be, to, to own a business? like No, I haven't found any. I am in the process of wanting to write a book on the healthcare system and what's out there and how people could get what they need. What is hospice? What is palliative care? What is home health? What is caregiving? What do insurance require you to have if you want these services? What is long-term care insurance? What's this and that, right? I want to do that. I don't have the time for that. But to me, that would be a very interesting book if there was something out there for that because people really need to know what's going on in healthcare and how it's changing. Okay. Insurance is not covering anything anymore. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. It's yeah. pretty bad. Healthcare in America is, we're, we're 17th in the world. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I know. And then wouldn't it be great to have another like chicken soup for the soul book or something? I love those. Something very, you know, happy and positive and. There you go. Short reads. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you some stuff. That sounds good. Thanks for coming, (laughs) Jennifer. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. you. Good to see you. Bye.